0: On my 401k, you're in the right place. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Alexei Navalny's spokesperson has confirmed the Russian opposition leader died at a remote Arctic penal colony and says he was murdered. Speaking at the Munich Security Conference, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says it all shows that Vladimir Putin holds too much power. The fixation and fear of one man only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. NATO Secretary General John Stoltenberg.
1: What we have seen is uh, that Russia has become a more and more authoritarian uh, power that they have used uh, Oppression against the uh, opposition for many years. And of course he, he was in jail. He was a prisoner.
0: Meanwhile, authorities continued to arrest people who came to lay flowers in tribute to Navoni at various memorials. This is SRN News.
2: Me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Hey, it's Mike from Chanhassen. The storm damage that we had was uh, golf ball-sized hail chunks, and it cracked some of the, the existing tiles this roof on, it's a little complicated. We had to take our copper gutters off that JTR helped us out on. And uh, you needed some roofers that really knew what they were doing. And we also uh, had some damage uh, on some of the sliding doors facing the lake where we live off of. And they were able to work with Marvin and we'll be putting the windows in with help from JTR on that also. JTR probably, I think, what really stood out to both my wife and myself was they showed up prior to the workers starting to work every other morning just to make sure things were right and the timing of it and the respect of the property and everything else, the workers were terrific and, and me and my wife Lisa would definitely recommend JTR Roofing.
3: Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs.
2: There are progressive forces and
4: organizations dividing us as a people and as a country. They stoke hatred and division
3: to hide the real problems and keep us angry. We've seen this pattern repeat itself. Over and over again. We have to take a new course.
4: And now is the time to return to our cultural roots of faith, family, and education.
3: Over half of black students in Minneapolis public schools are failing, but black students in the same neighborhoods who attend private faith based schools perform above national averages. Every parent should have the choice and the right to send their child to a safe and excellent school. And today, Nearly 80% of black children in the Twin Cities live day-to-day without their father. That's four out of every five.
5: Take Charge Minnesota believes that America works for everyone, regardless of race or social standing. Get more information by going to TakeChargeMN.com.
6: Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary.
0: Let's just say, I know
4: a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
6: It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The
0: process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy.
6: Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic
0: curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now,
6: here's Professor King Banyan.
7: Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for spending time with us today. 651-289-4477 for questions, comments. Um, We take musical requests. We do everything here at The King Banyan Show. I was just listening to um, uh, to, uh, uh, the the Ricochet podcast uh, with at one time in the history of the northern alliance radio network here uh, uh of which we are still the uh business and economics outpost uh the uh the forward base uh kbrs uh in the narn universe uh we um uh, i remember we used to have uh james lilacs on the uh, on the uh from time to time participate in the old northern alliance uh and my opportunity to listen to James each week comes through ricochet, so i always i it's one of those weekly downloads onto my iphone um big fan of it big fan of the website um used to, i wrote a little bit for it some years ago not had time in the last five or six years to do anything of the site of the sort but um i was i was struck by a uh I was struck by a comment he made about, about music. I was last night at a, at a, uh, folk music place and I was sitting, sitting across from a couple just married, like within the last three months. And it, 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 the, 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 the wife was clearly significantly younger than the, than, uh, the husband, the husband was a fan of jazz. The, the, the wife of uh, a folk, a a fan of folk music, and we were listening to uh, Claudia Schmidt, who's uh, from Minneapolis. I don't think she lives in the cities anymore. I think she's, I I understand she now lives on the East Coast, but a longtime person has sung here in the St. Cloud area, done done, uh, concerts here in the St. Cloud area for going on 50 years. Um, I first heard of her when I first moved here in the 80s. Uh, And so from time, and so it was, it, it's always fun to have her here and it's this little place it's only got 50 people there. And at one point she she we were she did some talk about Joni Mitchell and it was funny cuz this morning as I'm driving to campus James Lilacs talks about Joni Mitchell in this conversation about how you listen to how you listen to music. You know, I'm always intrigued by how it is that uh Someone comes to music. James made not not James uh Peter Robinson, who's also on the podcast, made mention of the thing that that I grew up with. So I mean, I find it fun. I'm sitting in an office here. I'm upstairs in in Stewart Hall at St. Cloud State University. Uh, I have a computer, a USB microphone uh and a pair of headphones, and I'm doing this thing. Three floors down from me, there is a old-fashioned radio station, which is where I first started doing radio. Was in an old-fashioned college radio station back in 1977, and the music I played. I remember the first music, the first pieces of music I played were Ario Speedwagon, um, Neil Young, who had just gone solo and had left, uh, had left Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, and, and such things and to listen to James talk about the music that he grew up with. He's a little bit younger than me, not I think, but not by very much. And he talks about the 60s and saying it was a it was a wall you looked at over to the past. As and, and the wall that I looked over to look at music goes all the way back to my father with where you used to have the stereo. And the stereo was a piece of furniture that sat in a prominent spot in your living room. You had a turntable. You would lift a, a piece of this wooden cabinet up and down inside it would be the turntable and the speakers were built into the side of the cabinetry. And my father owned approximately five albums. Three of them were Mahalia Jackson. And so last night, listening to Claudia, Claudia from time to time will do uh, old fashioned gospel songs. Um, And I just closed my eyes and I'm back in that living room again, listening to music that was clearly meant for a generation before mine even. And, and you say, well, what does this have to do? I'm on a business or an economic show. Why am I thinking about this? It's just this. We use our history to think about the things we observe today everything that I talk about on this show is from the frame of what has economics look like in this country in this place over the last well my I first started studying economics in 1976 so so take it from there I mean, when I started, inflation was a thing. Inflation was kind of, and, and the consequences of, of, of inflation, along with Watergate, was the reason why the first election I, I participated in, 1976, presidential election, was a choice between Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. And the fact that I spent a lot of time thinking about inflation is because that's the wall I lived in. I don't under you know, when people say the sixties, I did you know I you know, I I was I didn't get to high school till nineteen seventy one. So when people say, Well, you were a child of the sixties, no, I wasn't. I was a child of the seventies, as James was saying before. And I said and I say, economists that grew up in the seventies, who started studying economics seventies and the early eighties, have a certain viewpoint of, of about inflation. And and you know, you can do the math and figure out what what our ages are. I've I've told enough so that you could probably figure out within a year or two how old I am. Um, And I watch, you know, the people that I'm looking at on television now and thinking about inflation, and I just realized while we were pulling the cut sheet for today, most of the people I have on here, with one exception, are all kind of in that very same age group and have that same way of thinking about inflation in the way in which you sort of grow up and listening in how you listen to music. You listen to your own music, but you also were presented probably with your parents' music in a certain way. (laughs) Spencer and I were talking about the fact that he said, do you even know who Albert Brooks is, right? Because we were talking about, uh, um, what was the movie again? Was it Coming to America? Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Lost in America, right, with uh, Albert Brooks. Coming to America is the uh, Eddie Murphy thing, right? Um, And the, um, and, People just don't always understand, right? What 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 that is. So I, I, I got thinking about all that as I was coming up the stairs this morning, up to up to uh, my place, um, up to my little little corner of uh, Stuart Hall, and and said, yeah, you know, I look around the room. I look at my books and say, it's all kind of from that history. It's where it's where I started from. All this is a sort of way to think about the fact that this week in a way that i certainly have tried to warn i think young the the generation behind me finally got kind of a, a a splash of cold water to understand that once you're in an inflationary environment the way you come out of that environment has hiccups along the way it it, it, it inflation can be um can be a sticky way to get there. What now, what I'm hearing people refer to as that last mile problem. The Federal Reserve allowed inflation to reach 5 or 6%. doesn't mean they caused it. I think they're part of the cause, but certainly I think fiscal policy is a significant part of the cause. And anyone that's listened to the King Banyan show for even a couple weeks would know I put more blame on congress and the administration and i'll actually say administrations plural and congresses plural that i do on the fed but it's always been the case and it goes back to to my my formative years that the fed is used as a scapegoat for any inflation that might be caused by the fiscal authority and in the process of trying to unwind it and trying to unwind it with monetary policy, you will get hiccups because you are fighting against a headwind of continued profligacy from your fiscal authority that shows no, shows no appetite for reducing its spending. So as a result of that, it, it, this does have sort of that little bit of a feel like, well, not so much like the seventies, but it feels sort of like that early eighties period where we thought we were fighting inflation, things were coming down. Then we had another, we ended up with a second recession. We did a little bit that kind of caused inflation to come back up again, and then all of a sudden, inflation dropped in eighty six, and we get. A period that begins during the Volcker years—that's so called the Great Moderation. Well, I'd say the seeds are laid in the Volcker period, but mostly that's Greenspan and then Bernanke, and all of a sudden we're calling them titans—you um, uh, know, titans or geniuses or giants—and uh, they're none of the such. They just happen to hit get good tailwinds so the inflation data come out this week were off a little bit from what was expected but there was this mindset of folks who are from a different generation to say no 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 this you know once we're on this path you know inflation's going to go back to 2% it's going to go back to 2% quickly things will be just fine um, the Fed could start cutting rates as early as March. Everything fine. That got that all got scrambled this week. It got scrambled because of the inflation data. It got scrambled because of the data on retail sales that came out also this week, far more weak than expected. And and the industrial production data came out. It wasn't so great either. It was a very full week for data, and it was a very Bad week for data if the story you'd been telling yourself is this sort of new paradigm everything yeah it the the resurrection of team transitory led by paul krugman for the last couple months i don't i don't think that's going to work out and just because folks like like most economists i think who said there'd be a recession in 23 proven we're, were wrong about that, doesn't mean that Team Transitory was right. And for those that know enough history that can actually look back at the, at the economic music that was played 50 years ago, 80 years ago, this wouldn't come as a surprise to folks. And if you listen to The King Banging Show, it will not be a surprise to you either. We'll be back with the details on the data right after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on The Biz, 1440.
0: Show.
6: I told my brother when he got married, I was like, listen, take the wedding budget, use the half for the wedding, and use the other half for for marriage counseling. He didn't do
0: it, but yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and neither did you. Live on the Biz 1440 weekdays one to four
4: real returns what you actually get from your investments that's return minus inflation and taxes tune in to this week's money matters with alan mike they'll be discussing the implications of inflation and taxes on your bottom line alan mike will share with you how to be prepared for retirement in an inflationary higher tax environment Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440. Call them now at 855-231-6010.
5: Imagine having all the money you need for retirement, all the income, every month, guaranteed. That's Secure Future Investor, an indexed annuity tied to growth in the stock market, but without any risk of loss ever. It's guaranteed money for life income, no matter how long you live. Call 888-509-2228. 888-509-2228. Sponsored by GP Agency, Inc., Raleigh, North Carolina. Licensed in all states. Performance may vary. Consult with your financial professional before making
6: an investment decision. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Arby's
0: Computer Service.
6: You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at RB's Computer Service.
0: Giving your computer problems the boots. RB's Computer Service.
6: iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan show, The Biz Fourteen Forty. Um Yeah, it was uh I was just thinking again about that that first the first show have I ever told this story on the air? I don't know. I was um, I was a college sophomore and WSAC um, in uh, just outside of Manchester, New Hampshire. It's the it was the radio station of Saint Anselm College, which is where I did my undergraduate. And and SA, and, and WSAC was a uh, Spencer will not uh, Spencer might not even know what this is. This was a carrier signal station, meaning they had to be on the electrical system of the college to, in order to get heard. We didn't broadcast over the air because to broadcast over the air back then meant you had to have an FCC license, and college students were not expected to spend all the time needed to get that license. Okay, we are not deregulation had, had it, deregulation had not happened yet. The eighties. The '80s had not happened yet, so if you wanted to do uh, broadcasting, you actually had to get a license. And when I actually, when I went to my second college station, when I went to graduate school out in out at uh, KSBC in Pomona, uh, I had to get that license. Um, and and so I did have I did have briefly until they until they no longer needed the license. I had I had briefly I believe they were called a Class Three uh, um, radio radio telephone license. Uh, operator license uh and uh but back on that station you did it so the only people that could hear you were people on campus and it was broadcast it was broadcast into the the student union building and to the cafeteria and into the dorms um some people in the dorms would call you and so forth and they, they'd call back and, and they'd call you to do things and i'm just remembering when you you know when when uh spencer played that as our as our intro it's like i'm pretty sure i played that in the first couple weeks of uh a, a couple weeks of my time on the air i'm pretty sure that was one of the songs but i got in trouble because i played one of the songs with one of the seven words you couldn't say on radio because i said but we're not radio we're just on this little carrier signal unfortunately walking through the student union building while i played a song that had one of uh, george carlin's seven magic words uh was uh, there were two monks and that took care of that i was off the air for two weeks anyway uh six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to call questions comments that's how i got into doing radio i was a callow 19 year old um, on a carrier signal station in in new hampshire uh, so what happened what happened in this inflation in the inflation data well the headline inflation rate came in the the, the headline inflation rate came in uh at at a at a pretty nice again year over year at three po- at at 3.1 or 3.09 percent okay on a on a quarter over quarter basis uh cpi uh, but it came in at, at three tenths percent when the market expected two tenths the last three months had been point one point two point two and so you get a point three and it's worth saying point three versus point two isn't necessarily that big a difference you kind of have to dig down deep in the data and and the result of that is the result of that is that that people who were thinking that point one and 0.2 would be normal it doesn't take much to say point one point two point 0.2, two if you if you take those out those will give you a, a on an annualized basis those will give you an inflation rate that's right around two percent and so you've had and we've we I've talked about this and thought it's kind of it's kind of a hot mess that people do this. But if you look at at CPI, the headline CPI, they're like, oh, headline CPI is, you know, in the last three months has been two percent, and the point three doesn't change it by that much. If I look at meat, if I look at um CPI less food and energy or what we call core CPI, it had been 0.2, 0.3, 0.2, 0.3, 0.3 for August, September August through December of twenty twenty three. Now it clicks in at 0.4. So it's clearly a higher month. A few things for me to comment on. And this will come up also in my comments on retail sales. One, you will hear time and time and time again throughout this month that January is a weird month. Seasonality is different. There are adjustments made for seasonality that you need to be aware of. One of them is they do adjust for holidays. Okay, so they do adjust for holidays. So if I go back and I'm just going to pop open a calendar for myself a second just to make sure I'm remembering my dates right. But if I go back and look at Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving fell on the 23rd of uh, 23rd of November. So there was a whole week for shopping afterward, but there was a lot of sales, a lot of retail sales, a lot of consumption that happened in December that took a number of people by some kind of surprise. And and I would I would and so you had a lot of people saying, Well, that just means that retail sales were low in January because the seasonality expects the drop in sales to happen in December and it didn't. And it's like Maybe, but now we're trying to apply this to, well, data in January is weird, applied to CPI. There's no particular good story to tell there that says that's normal. It might have been weird this month. And that's why we use other data like a median CPI or a core CPI or, or, a, or a trimmed mean CPI to chuck out the outliers and just look at something that is that that has corrected so that in, so that an outlier can't overwhelm the data well Cleveland Fed does that median CPI number and theirs was at 4.9 percent now true trimmed mean CPI came in at a much smaller 3.7 uh, percent and that's been trended pretty nicely for uh, trim mean it's now three point six seven and that's been trimming, that's been trending down kind of nicely, but it's still 3.3 and two-thirds percent is not two. And so you'll get the people saying, well, let's do a three-month moving average. Let's do a six-month moving average. This is someone that's already decided their conclusion looking for a filter for the data that fits the conclusion they want to arrive at. All right. It is my number one complaint about the last six months has been the number of people who have abandoned using 12 month averages because that no longer gives them the urgency to cut rates that they want. So they start looking at three and six month numbers instead. That is a that is a that 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 is how to do science. Dang it. (laughs) It's not how you do economics. Which is not a science, but it's not how you do economics either. Um, I, I I I found myself perplexed by this uh, very much. So if I look at all those data, those the, you, you can see they come down to, they they come down at a very they they're, they're coming down, but at a rate that is not consistent with this. So with with the idea that you could start cutting rates this soon the The outcome of that is that the market just kind of kind of folded its hand regarding a rate cut in, in, in March. So that if you look at the March, if you look at the, uh, the uh, tool that does the measurement of uh, the, the tool that does the measurement of the probability of a rate cut in March from the futures market sold by the Ch- Chicago Mercantile Exchange. It went from 16% last week to 10% this week for a rate cut, and thereby, of course, the staying constant is now at at 64%. Remember, one month ago, one month ago, the stated probability of a March rate cut was better than 50-50. So we've gone from better than 50-50 to a 10% probability. That is that is a very important piece of information and if i go out to may right we're now at the place where 62% of the market 62% of the market is is thinking there's not going to be a rate cut in may when we spoke last week that was at 39% so the so the market has been moving in that direction And things are getting a little, moving in the direction of recognizing that the Fed is not going to change. Now, there's a very important thing that will happen on March 20th. On March 20th, the Federal Reserve will have its next announcement, and it will have its next statement of economic projections. There's going to be a lot of conversation. We'll have, I don't have a lot of Fed official talk for you today. I've got Some Mary Daly from the San Francisco Fed. I've got one little clip of uh, Austin Goolsby from the Chicago Fed who are interesting on different sides. And I tweeted at you using the hashtag PoundKBRS this morning a a blog post uh, put up about 10 days ago, 12 days ago, by uh, Neil Kashkari at the Minneapolis Fed who has moved – toward what you would consider to be the more inflation hawkish wing of the of the FOMC whereas Goolsbee is more of the dovish wing and you've got Daly who seems to be moving toward the hawkish area but she's not out as far as I think Kashkari is Um, I usually think of you know who anchors that end of it I've played them for you Chris Waller uh, Loretta Mester um, I think of them as being at the at the at the far edge of the of of the curve anyway, I need to take a break here We'll play some of those for you right after this you're listening to the King Bangit Show on the biz fourteen forty
8: time- We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her Relief Factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low Back pain lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three week quick starter pack at ReliefFactor.com or call 1 800 4 relief. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1 800, the number for relief. ReliefFactor.com.
4: Do you own a timeshare? Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now.
5: Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-890-5957. 800-890-5957. 800-890-5957. That's 800-890-5957.
3: Be honest about who is taking advantage of us and keeping us divided. To be black in America today is to be labeled and used. But it's not because America is a systemically racist country. It is not. It is not. It's not. It's because the loudest voices who say they have all the answers are actually the problem.
4: There are progressive forces and organizations dividing us as a people and as a country. They stoke hatred and division. To hide the
3: real problems and keep us angry. We've seen this pattern repeat itself over and
4: over again
3: we have to take a new course
4: and now is the time to return to our cultural roots of faith family and education take charge minnesota believes
5: that america works for everyone regardless of race or social standing Please help counter the cultural narrative by watching the film I Am a Victor this month. Go to AM 1280 The Patriot and click on the I Am a Victor banner on the homepage. And you can get more information by going to TakeChargeMN.com.
7: Welcome back King Banyan show the biz 1440 where you get to look over the uh, look over the wall to the music of my past uh, 651-289-4477 number to call with questions and comments so let me give you an example of that kind of talk uh, as I mentioned before Austin Goolsby who I think is uh, leaning into the idea that rate cuts have to come sooner than later Um uh, uh, gave this gave this talk. I think this is at the council forum. Uh, the council forum relations on Thursday of this week. It was embedded in another news report, so I, I don't have the full attribution for it. But this was Austin Goolsby. Thursday this week, cut sixteen. Spencer,
2: you want to measure in three month, six month, twelve month increments. If you do that. It's totally clear that inflation is coming down. We've had six, seven months in a row of the new flow rate of inflation has been very close to target or or uh, approaching the target.
7: I do not understand. I mean, and I I, I hold uh, uh, Dr. Goolsby in high respect. Um, he has been particularly when it comes to writing about tax policy, I can't name you five economists better at tax policy than, than, than Austin Goolsbee. I'm not even sure I can name you three. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I have names, but they wouldn't, it wouldn't be interesting for you. Uh, I, but on this, what was that phrase again? New flow inflation? Um, new flow rate of inflation? I don't understand the term new flow rate. I would have wanted to probe that to say, what do you mean when you say that? But you can see the focus on the three, six, and 12. Whenever I hear that, you say, I know I'm about to have someone who's already figured out what the story is and is is looking for a filter that gets gets data to back up the claim he wants to make or she wants to make. Um, In contrast to that, Mary Daly at the at the National Association of Business Economists uh, policy meeting uh, yesterday, Friday um, in Washington um, was giving a little bit more, giving a little bit more of a different flavor to what we're seeing there. Let's play this first. Cut 13.
6: We will need to resist the temptation to act quickly when patience is needed. And be prepared to respond agilely as the economy evolves.
7: Pretty simple stuff, right? I I prefer rules to discretion. I prefer not to use um, um, my uh, judgment of whether or not the economy is evolving, or, or whether or not you should be patient. There isn't a, there isn't a mechanical rule that the Fed uses, um, and I think i think that sometimes runs it into a problem because it allow because it makes things less clear for them it allows them to do what do what happened in 21 where they were too patient for too long but but i mean she's but she's clearly still putting that in a balance you can hear that again in her next comment cut 14 please
6: and so, my expectations for the economy are very much what I had in December okay. when we released the SCP. You know, and I think a baseline outlook that it says inflation is going to come down gradually, the labor market's going to slow gradually, growth will slow, but nothing is going to be drastic and or dramatic. And if that happens, we'll start to gradually normalize policy. That seems to me like a reasonable place to sit. Still a good baseline. Still a good baseline. Okay.
7: So nothing in the information. Remember, she said this approximately twenty-four hours ago from when I'm talking to you here on Saturday morning. Uh, on 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 February seventeenth. So all of the data on inflation, you've got CPI, you got PPI, you got retail sales. She's got all of the she's got most of the February data or the data for January in her head. She did a forecast approximately two months prior to that, in, in mid December. And now she's telling you the data I have since then is consistent with what I saw before. So what does that mean to her? She actually articulates exactly what that means. Cut 15.
3: So with that baseline, you've got three cuts in the baseline. I don't know if you're greater.
6: I think that's a reasonable baseline.
7: That's it. (laughs) What more do you need to know? Three cuts. The only question is. Are they gonna go on off on off, or on yeah on off on off on? Okay, which would which would take my which would mean I'd have to cut uh, I would have to cut from uh, dating that back. I'd have to cut once in June, once in September, and once in December. Are they gonna are they gonna do it July November December? Which meetings are they gonna be? But if she's doing three cuts by the end of the year. My guess is that means that that's her way of saying no to no to March. And it feels like a no to Bay. And I can't imagine that they're going to do three in a row. I can't see them waiting for September. So that has to tell you that she, she who I think is like maybe slightly more hawkish than the median voter in FOMC in the, in the, Voting members of FOMC, but only slightly. OK, she's certainly not not a, a rock ribbed free market economist type um, that such as maybe Esther George uh, retired from Kansas City or Loretta Mester about to retire from uh, Cleveland. But she's in that neighborhood. She's in that. She's she, I mean, she's not in that neighborhood, but she's a little more in the center I kind of think she just told us what's going to happen. And I and 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 that's that strikes me that strikes me as fine. Muhammad Arian was on Yahoo Finance um and and they played for him the Goolsby clip and there are a number of points that are to be that he makes uh in this conversation and I really think I I had somebody ask me at a talk I gave Thursday what are you using to get your your information about economics? What 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 would be a news source I could use? Um, and and I said, so do you watch CNBC? He says, yeah, but I'm not sure I'm getting exactly the same news you're getting. And I said, okay, well, uh, there's one reason for there's the first reason for that is I broadcast on a on a station which has Bloomberg during the week here, uh, the Biz 1440, and I I say if I'm in the cities, the Biz is on my st- my radio because. Most of the information I need to do what I do as an economist is on is on the biz during the week. Okay, I it it is is highly valuable information. I said if you have Bloomberg TV, access to Bloomberg TV at home, it's you know, if if I have TV on the background, occasionally I'll go down to my basement and I'll write. But I'll have a TV on for noise in the background. It's Bloomberg or it's yahoo finance actually i do not have cnbc on except for when they announced the jobs report i don't i i and i don't watch fox business uh i pick up whatever i think is useful there from youtube um but anyway uh that said this El arian interview on yahoo finance he lays out several very interesting points let's start here cut 17
1: I think investors should make three things.
7: One is that the last mile
1: getting the 2% is not gonna be smooth. Second, that the marketplace had over embraced the notion of a very soft landing that would allow the Fed to cut a lot. I think it's right now to listen to the Fed when they say three cuts, probably starting in September. At one point, the marketplace had priced in
7: seven so the marketplace has adjusted. September feels late to me. I actually I, my my inclination is to say they'll go in July, but they'll go the first cut's going to come in, in July. But they may wait because don't forget they have the Jackson Hole conference. by uh, just just my short note uh, side note to station management: uh, you have someone you could send to Jackson Hole to be a correspondent for you if you're interested uh i i all i need is a plane ticket and a a place to sleep um i'll even buy my own food uh just uh, happy to do it jackson hole is mid to late august maybe they wait till september because they want to make some statements at jackson hole to prep the market for here's what's coming next they've done that before um a few times in the last 12 years uh Fed chairs have used their remarks at Jackson Hole to state policy or make policy or to move policy. Uh, I don't know that they'll do that this time. I actually think they might go sooner, but it kind of depends. And I think whatever they do, I think they need to have a – they have to have three. Because the September meeting, if I remember right, the September meeting is the second half of the month. And you would be in the last six weeks of a presidential campaign – and you're gonna to start to cut rates then I don't think so. I think they'll talk themselves into we have to make the first we have to make reduction part of the landscape rather than make news with it in the fall and making it part of the landscape means making your first move before the fall um just my gut okay here's the so here's the third piece that he sees this is cut oh shoot. I better take a break here, and then I'll come back and I'll come back and play the rest of Muhammad Al-Aryan, uh from uh, Thursday. Thanks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440.
3: Honest about who is taking advantage of us and keeping us divided. To be black in America today is to be labeled and used. But it's not because America is a systemically racist country. It is not. It is not. It's not. It's because the loudest voices who say they have all the answers are actually the problem.
4: There are progressive forces and organizations dividing us as a people and as a country. They stoke hatred and division. To hide the real problems and keep us angry.
3: We've seen this pattern repeat itself over and over
4: again we
3: have to take a new
4: course and now is the time to return to our cultural roots of faith family and education
5: Take Charge Minnesota believes that America works for everyone, regardless of race or social standing. Please help counter the cultural narrative by watching the film I Am A Victor this month. Go to AM 1280 The Patriot and click on the I Am A Victor banner on the homepage. And you can get more information by going to TakeChargeMN.com.
9: This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for Prager Topia Plus members only. This is where, for an hour each month, Pregatopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at Pregatopia.com. This is only available to Pregatopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to Pregatopia.com or click. Click the banner at DennisPrager.com.
0: Overwhelmed by your next move? Then take action and call Action Moving, your local Atlas Van Lines agent. With 27 years experience, Action Moving provides quality, reliable moves guaranteed.
4: Get free estimates and competitive rates on local and interstate moves at 1-800-328-3803 or go to ActionMoving.com.
0: That's 1-800-328-3803. And mention you heard it on Hittner Real Estate's Chalk Talk Radio. Member of the Better Business Bureau.
4: GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
3: Hi everyone, this is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel.
0: Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. It's getting near dawn When lights close the tired eyes
7: Welcome back, King Bang and Show of the Biz 1440. Thinking about thinking about what happened with the inflation data. I haven't even talked about retail sales. I'll have to do that next hour. But I wanted to play for you the rest of it. But, well, I'm not. I'm actually going to talk about it here because Mohamed Elarian talks about this as well. So he def- he's defined what the issues are. Let's continue this. This is, I think we played Cut Eight. Have we played Cut Eighteen yet, Spencer? No. Okay. Let's start here. So he's giving you the first two reasons why, why uh, first two pieces of information about what has happened. In particular, the fact that the f- that the market had had overbought the soft landing narrative. He then goes on to part number th- or the rate cut narrative. He now moves on to to the third piece of news we got from the inflation report. This is cut eighteen.
1: And then the third element is to ask itself: Why do we get such outsized reactions? to data. The data miss wasn't that huge, but the market reaction was enormous. We saw yields move by 13 to 18 basis points in a single session. And that tells you a little bit about market functioning and depth. So take it away as, yes, it was a data miss, but I think it's aligning expectations more with what's likely to happen.
7: We have addicted markets to Federal Reserve communication. And it is now a point where if the market misunderstands the Fed, the reaction is much stronger, as he points out uh, here. He goes further into this with cut number 19. Because U.S. exceptionalism has been
1: based on the ability to continue to grow and grow powered by the household sector and powered by retail sales. That is why we have outperformed other economies. That is why our stock market has done so well. It's the ability to grow. So I think that that this number is a flashing yellow number. It's just one data point, so I don't wanna make too much out of it. But when I look at the two Data misses, if you like, higher than expected inflation and lower than expected retail sales. I worry more about the retail sales one than I do about the inflation one.
7: So let's turn to that. Retail sales having dropped eight-tenths of a percent. Uh, 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 Brian Westbury versus just an ugly number. It was um, nine out of the 13 major categories falling for the month. If you took in the fact that revisions had been The previous month's data were revised downward so that you actually have a total drop in retail sales of 1.4% in January. You had a lot of people kind of waving this off as being, well, consumption was higher in December. Retail sales was higher in December. No, it got revised down. It was simply an ugly number. Um Sales excluding automobiles, which were weak in January, sales excluding autos down six-tenths percent. Uh, pre-revision, one per, a full one-percent post-revision. Uh, building materials down four percent. Non-store retailers, meaning the online shops, down eight-tenths percent. Overall, retail sales were up a meager six-tenths percent in the last year. Although that's due to a surge in, uh, according to uh, Westbury, although that's due to a surge in sales in January 2023, that makes that temporarily makes a tough comparison point for a year ago. Are folks, in fact, finally running out of their COVID savings? Possibly. A nice post. I haven't posted this to the. I haven't posted this piece uh, up online yet. Uh, on, on our hash using hashtag KBRS I will But you can see consumer goods Really of course we know Bulked up in 20 and 21 When we couldn't have services We went out and got stuff And now we want experiences and not stuff And that's happened And that has actually buoyed the US economy As El Arian points out here um, Let me make sure I get the his, his last cup capir- here This hour this is again Muhammad El Aryan Thursday on Yahoo Finance cut 20.
1: Um a couple of
7: comments on the Fed.
1: One is be careful of a Fed that's too data dependent. The emphasis on the Fed is always on backward looking data and what's really important is the is for the Fed to mix that with some view of where we're going. Otherwise, you're conducting monetary policy looking through the rearview mirror. Monetary policy acts with a lag. Two, the main issue about an in inflation is going to be services, core services. They remain hot. They need to disinflate faster before outright good deflation, prices of goods actually coming down, turns around and starts going up again. So as much as I would focus on housing, I would also focus on core services because that's where we need to
7: see faster. We need to see faster De- we need to see a faster decline in core services super core which the fed which jay powell had emphasized early in 2023 as a measure that they're looking at is still too high if i look at if i look at uh, if i look at uh, super core super core is is uh, let me go back and let me go back and uh, get that piece of data up for myself um okay super core is now at uh three point super core is at uh is at 4.3 percent it's actually risen each of the last four months do we think the fed is going to talk about that sometime in the next when it when it comes back to making its presentation here in the uh at the in the middle of march they got 30 days to go to tell us what they what they're thinking um But there's another issue that I think I want to talk about the next hour, which is all of a sudden a CBO report has actually exposed to uh, folks that we have a significant issue regarding uh, regarding the possibility of a uh, possibility of a debt crisis coming in the next five to ten years. It deserves our chance to talk about it. Coming up next on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. We all know that aches and
8: pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her Relief Factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low." back pain lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. the number for relief. ReliefFactor.com.
3: What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Arby's
0: Computer Service.
6: You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer
0: problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Breaking free from debt.